Welcome to the Fit Vegan Podcast, the show where we help you optimize your health, fitness, and mindset on a whole food, plant-based lifestyle. My name is Maxim Siguain. I am a former triathlete, powerlifter, bodybuilder, and basketball player, and I've been vegan for over nine years. I'm also the founder and CEO of Fit Vegan Coaching, which has helped over 500 vegans from 20 different countries to completely transform their bodies and their health. I'm excited for you to hear today's episode. Let's get into the show. All right, good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fit Vegan Podcast. Today, I'm joined with a Fit Vegan superstar. We've got Nick on the show. Nick, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. That's uh, that's really nice of you to say. Uh, I don't consider myself a, a superstar, but... Uh, it is an honor to be on here talking with you, who I would say is a fit vegan superhero, as you've oh. helped change the lives of, what, over 500 people? And, I mean, let's be honest, you've probably saved some of those lives, too. So, yeah. thank you, and it's an honor to be here. Yeah, well, thank you for the kind words. Ain't definitely a superstar, man. I saw your, your transformation photos. You're absolutely crushing it. That's why I was excited oh, to have you on, on on the show today and talk a bit about your journey. Um, and yeah, I just really want to dive into who Nick is and your story because a lot of people, when it comes to transforming their body, which is a big decision, right? It's a big, it's a big, uh, plan, a big project to take on because there's like, there's emotional commitment, there's psychological commitment, there's time commitment to go into it. And a lot of people have the misconception that everyone that starts a transformation process is ready to go and everything is aligned in their life and they have all the time in the world to work out and meal prep and get everything going. So do you mind painting the picture of how it was for you before you got started and kind of what environment were you in when you made that decision? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question. I, I, I would say it's probably the opposite of what you described as this perfect picture of like, okay, now I have time. Now I have the energy and the motivation. It's kind of the, I, I mean, for me, and I imagine many people who take this program on, it's, it's kind of the opposite of that. Maybe you get to a point where you can't take it anymore and, and you need to make a change or you hit rock mm -hmm. bottom or something. And, and those are extreme cases. And I don't know if that was, uh, that was me, but I, I hit maybe a version of that is my story. Um, at the time I was, this goes back to, must have been like late June, so midsummer. I was between projects uh, in my, for my career. I, I, I kind of jumped from project to project. So I was in between projects for a few weeks, not working, uh, spending a lot of time, I don't know, scrolling Instagram. You know what I mean? Like yeah. mindlessly using my thumb and just going. Sometimes I didn't even remember opening the app or turning my phone on. I was just in Instagram. Yeah. And you wake up on your phone and you're like, how, what yeah. happened? How did I get here? Yeah. It's wild. And, and I mean, the thing about Instagram is it's, it's like, you know, there's, there's a lot of benefits. Like I think you do a great job promoting what you do on there, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of fat to filter through a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. That's like, you know, other people's highlights, you know, I didn't, coined the term highlight reel, but that's kind of a true thing. So I was going through that and I was, I was following a lot of, uh, uh, vegan fit trainers, uh, mm -hmm. and almost, you know, as if I was trying to create the illusion that by following them, maybe I would be making some sort of progress, but then I would just keep yeah. scrolling, you know, and occasionally scroll past them after I've followed. And, um, so I was going through that kind of, I didn't see, like, I didn't really know what was going on. It was a weird moment in my life where I didn't know what my next step was career-wise, et cetera. And at the same time, I had a few weddings uh, that I was attending and I was, you know, digging in my closet for old suits and they weren't fitting. And the, so there were, there were a few different things happening at the same time that motivated me to be like, you know what? I think I need to, and I want to, I want to better myself. You know, I want to get back in shape. I was in shape and we can get into this, but I was in shape a few years prior and I was running a lot, but I wasn't eating right. I was vegan, but I wasn't, I was like a junk food vegan and it, I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, yeah. 
so I, I was really kind of craving the idea of learning what the hell to do as a vegan and do it right as far as nutrition. And I was also hitting the gym pretty regularly. However, I, I wasn't making any progress. I was still overweight. I like, I, I felt like I plateaued. So I was, you know, I, I was also really seeking guidance because I knew I was, I knew I had the motivation to go work out and to eat mm -hmm. vegan, but I didn't know what I was doing. I, I just needed somebody to sort of kick me into the right direction. Yeah. And that's kind of when I discovered your program, which was exactly what I needed. Uh, a coach who would give me the nutrition, the nutritional guidance I needed and the fitness guidance I needed. I already had the, the motivation to do it. So I just needed yeah. like somebody to like, tell me what to do. I, 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 I will then do it. I just had no knowledge of anything. So that's kind of how I got into your program. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, that's definitely, I, I do see that very often. Like the, the desire to want more and to make those changes. But yeah, the, the lack of structure and those little tweaks just from a nutrition standpoint, right? Like putting a bigger emphasis on protein, not having to worry about carbs. Like those things make a big difference at the end of the day when you, you want to maximize the effort you're already putting out, right? Like it, I get it. Like I was there for a long time too. It sucks to like work out that much and then be like, yo, my body's not changing and it's been a year. Like what, what do I need to do differently? Um, and when you mentioned you were like running a lot and strength training and eating junk food, I get it running a lot. You're like, I'm burning a lot of calories. I can eat whatever I want. It's fine. Right. Did you feel like you, you fell into that trap of like, I'm working out a lot. Therefore I don't really need to watch my nutrition. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And when I was, I mean, I was skinny. Like I was really skinny. I was running. I think it got to, this was like pre uh, COVID-19. So like the fall of 2019, yeah. I was running like seven miles every day. And there was a part of oh, that wow. that was good. Yeah. So I, I like really got, it took me like two years starting from like not being able to run uh, more than a mile to then being able to run seven miles a day, you know? Uh, so like that was an achievement in itself. Uh, and I, and I liked it cause what, what it did for my mind was good. You know, it kept sort yeah. of like a, it helped me mentally sane and, you know, that was good. But then I noticed like if I went a couple days or a week without running, boom, I started to gain weight again. Yeah. So it, it, and running that much, while it was almost like an addiction at the time, it, it, it never was sustainable. So yeah. I'd have to run that much every day or most maintain. days for the rest of my life if I, if I didn't change the way I ate. So it yeah. just wasn't a sustainable thing. You know, it was kind of like, oh, I found something that's working for me right now. And for all I knew, at the, mo at the time, it felt like this could be my life forever because I was like in my mid twenties and I didn't really know any better, but yeah, yeah no, it's in hindsight. I'm like, Oh, that was not sustainable at all. You know, that yeah. was not, that wasn't the healthiest way to tackle that. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your honesty in that. Cause I think a lot of people do get stuck in that you, you do find a, a point where you can work out a lot and you kind of be okay with nutrition. You're like, I'm not putting on a ton of weight. I'm like maintaining where I'm at. And then, you know, the human brain wants to find just a neutral balance. So it's like, Hey, if I keep doing this, I will stay where I'm at, where I'm at is okay. Therefore you start to believe by default that that's what you need to do to sustain what you have. Um, so how, how different is it what you were doing then versus what you're doing now? Cause man, your pictures look awesome. Right. And just for the people listening, Nick's down 14 pounds. This is not, I always like to put a disclaimer. This is not the final interview with Nick. This is like mid transformation, right? So he's down 14 pounds, absolutely crushing it. So I'm excited to have you on the show once you're done, just for extra accountability for you to, to completely crush it. But yeah, how did it change for you that from that cardio and that mindset to what you're doing now? Well, now is interesting. Cause like, I mean, obviously, you know, this, it's, it's all weight training pretty much. I think there's, there's a day every week that I do, you know, a 45 minute run or something like that, which, which I actually enjoy. Cause there was a level of, of running that, that I miss, but mm -hmm. 
I love the weight training. And, and I was, like I said, I was doing that uh, pretty regularly. I was going three or four times to the gym lifting for like an hour and a half, but, and, and this goes back a couple of years, but I, I, I had no idea what I was doing. And I guess I was doing the same thing every time I went. And mm-hmm. like I said, I hit that plateau. So it, it's cool to see now I do, I, my workouts are like less than half the amount of time I used to spend in the gym, you know, 40, yeah. 45 minutes or something in, in that range. Um, and I'm doing like, you know, only like four, five muscles, uh, you know, every time I, every trip to the gym, it's like four or five, uh, exercises with like four yeah. or five sets within each exercise. And I, I'm seeing the results so much quicker and I'm feeling them. today was actually the first day I started my, uh, reverse dieting phase and I did the workout yeah. today and it like that is a whole nother level of like intensity, but I was like thriving yeah. on it. I felt so good. I was, you know, it was like all upper body, uh, heavyweight lifting. And I yeah. just like, I, I left the gym feeling like, like, let's go. You know, I was so in it. Yeah. It gets better as you progress in the reverse diet and the glycogen storage start to fill up. You just feel like Superman. Like you just feel like you can lift the whole gym once you walk in there. So I'm excited for you to get to that place because, yeah, towards the end of that reverse diet, the energy and the strength is absolutely amazing. Um, you know, I love what you shared about the 45 minute workouts. And if you don't mind, we'll kind of dive into a little bit like me- mental health and how a lot of people will use exercise as a coping mechanism. You talk about running for like it just helped you clear your mind. There's a beautiful component to doing exercise that helps you clear your mind and flush things out. And when you talked about doing 45 minute workouts, you know, four times a week with a 45 minute cardio session and you're getting better results now, which you're actually doing less and you were missing the running component, you, you kind of remove the, the addiction to the exercise because now you can operate and get better results on less. So therefore you have to find other things to do because you have so much more free time. So I, I'm curious for you, what is that thing? Cause before like you're running seven miles, like that doesn't take 30 minutes to run seven miles. Like it was taking up a chunk of your time throughout the day, the strength training you were doing before. So what do you do now as a replacement? Because now you have to work out so much less to get there. That, I mean, that's a great question. I, I do look back at that era of my life when I was running a lot and I, I, I remembered that that was kind of my main thing. Like I was focusing so much on it mm-hmm. that I wasn't doing really anything else. So that's actually very like an interesting, but very true and relatable point you just made. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm an aspiring writer. So I'm, I'm, I spend a lot of my time writing and reading and I, mm-hmm. I was, I, I was not doing that at the time back then when I was spending all that time running, you know, it would be an hour and a half or two hours a day. Um, and I was an inspiring writer back then, but I wasn't really doing the work. So now yeah. I have the time to do that. I was single back then. Now I have, uh, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a serious relationship. Uh, and I spend a lot of time with, with my girlfriend, you know, also things that I didn't have as much time to do back then. So I, I mean, my days are much more open. I, my gym sessions tend to be in the morning. So I'm there by yeah. like 7 a.m. By 7.45, many people aren't even awake yet, but I'm done my workout. You know, like it's, yeah. I get home, it's like 8 a.m. That's, I have the whole day ahead of me and I'm already done my workout for the day. I feel great. I crushed one of those uh, uh, fit vegan smoothies that are amazing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, start my day and I have the whole days open, you know, whether it's work or the weekend or whatever it is. Yeah. That's a beautiful feeling. It's great. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I want to share that the idea of gaining more time back, a lot of people's workout or, or how they spend their time is very inefficient. And then I love that you said that you want to, to write and, and read some more. Like it actually gives you the freedom to do the things that you enjoy, but that you didn't think that you could because you're spending so much time doing it exercise to get healthy when you realize that you don't actually have to do that much. You just have to be really smart with how you do it and you have to optimize it. 
then it's a different ball game. Like you've gained quite a few hours back. If 45 minutes was half of what you were doing before, plus the running, probably gain like four or five hours back a week. If I'm like probably roughing yeah. the mat out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what, what was the, was there a challenge when you came in, in into the program? Right. So some people it's, it's, it's the workout for some people, it's the nutrition, the meal prep, or what, what was it for you? Yeah, no, absolutely. I I've told coach Sarah about this. I, I, I hate to cook. I I've always hated to cook. <laughs> I grew up, I was lucky. My mom made amazing meals at home and I'm also like a pretty simple dude. Like I, when I, you know, finished college and had to live on my own and cook my own meals, I could cook like the same two or three things over and over for years and not get mm -hmm. sick of them, which probably isn't that healthy, but at least I can do it and not get bored. Like that's, I'm lucky in that way. However, yeah, I just didn't like the idea of like exploring new recipes and stuff felt like more work than I had an interest in, if that made yeah. sense. So I, I would say starting, and, and this has changed because now I'm in my fifth month. I've completed four months with you guys. Um, yeah, so the meal, the meal prepping was tough for mm -hmm. a couple weeks. Um, I would, you know, I would go and half, half of the, the, uh, the shopping list is amazing, but half of it, I, I didn't even know what it was, you know, there were, there were vegetables <laughs> on there I'd never heard of, but that, that's probably my thing. Maybe I'm just unique in that sense. Cause like I said, I just kind of stuck to my own recipes, but yeah. Uh, so, you know, I would, I would go to the grocery store and it'd take me a while to find everything. And then I'd, I'd spend I don't know, a Sunday afternoon prepping, it take me hours, which has gone down now because I'm better at it yeah. and I, and I enjoy it more. Um, but that, I would say that was my biggest challenge at first. It, it was very time consuming and I didn't really like it. I, and let, I just want to, uh, specify, I love prepped meals. Prepped meals are amazing, yeah. but prepping <laughs> meals, it. <laughs> prepping meals, it was a little bit of a challenge for a couple of weeks and I figured it out. You, you kind of like, you know, you get in, you, you build your own system. Like I, I started doing yeah. maybe half of my weekend prepping on Saturday and half on Sunday. So if it really isn't much of a time commitment, but it took mm -hmm. me kind of a, a, a few weeks to settle into what worked for me. But now, now I love it. I mean, the recipes are great. I enjoy the cooking, throw on a podcast, throw on this podcast and uh, get yes. some meals and it's, it's, it's quite nice. And yeah, I, now I, I have like a bank of recipes in my brain that I can cook for myself or for other people, which is nice because that wasn't me a couple months ago. Like I wasn't the guy who cooks a couple months ago. And now, now I have so many recipes at my disposal. So yeah, it's a happy ending to that, uh, stressful <laughs> beginning, but <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm happy you stuck with it because the learning curve at the beginning, um, is steep for certain people, again, depending on how you were before, because for you, you're already working out. You're just not doing nutrition before for some people they're already doing nutrition, but they're not working out. So the, the workout is harder to start, but that, that learning curve is so worth it because then it's a skill you have for the rest of your life. And now I'm sure when you enter the kitchen and you open your fridge, your brain just thinks differently. Like I'm gonna put these foods together. I'm gonna have this amount of meals for lunch and dinner. And when you go grocery shopping, there's there's just a a simplicity to it now versus before. Oh yeah, and I know I know my grocery store so well. I see something <laughs> on that grocery list, my brain knows exactly where to go. So that you know that's that's really helpful. But yeah, I mean, it's it's really given me a, a deep appreciation for simple meals you know what i mean like yeah uh simple flavors and everything you can kind of now now with the the whole food uh the whole food meal plan which i had never really done before even though i was vegan for like five years prior to this program um it's it's great i i have such a passion for like simple flavors now so it's all it's, yeah yeah it's, it's all good did, did your taste buds change? Cause you mentioned you were vegan for five years. So I'm just assuming there was like a little bit more processed food in that. Did you experience a change in your taste buds with like kind of reducing the, the salt and some of the things in the food? 
Oh, yeah. I, I was probably eating a lot of processed foods without even realizing. I think there's a lot of processed foods out there that you don't even realize are processed. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, my taste buds totally changed. I, I A good example is um, when, when I first started this, I, I love peanut butter so much. Peanut butter is amazing. <laughs> but I noticed yeah. at the beginning for the first couple weeks or even months, there there was like no peanut butter on the menu. Fine. No big deal. But a lot of almond butter. I always thought almond yeah. butter was kind of lame. But yeah. uh, so, you know, like the, the banana sushi, which is a really fun, creative uh, way to eat banana and almond butter. Um, that that was fun. And I'm like, oh, you know, like this is okay. I wish I wish it was peanut butter. But like two weeks later, I started craving almond butter. Like I, I would eat it and get that same sensation that I got in my brain when I ate peanut butter a couple weeks prior. So like my taste buds totally changed. I felt the same way about beets. Beets are one of the few things on this on this plan that I just hated. I, I, I'm pretty open to like almost all foods, but there was something about beets that I just, it felt like I was eating dirt. I don't know. Maybe that's a mean thing to say, but now, now like this is, I think I'm circling, I've circled back to the beet and raspberry, uh, smoothie, smoothie. for the second yeah. time, I think now. And, uh, it's great. Like I've, I've, t I've grown a liking for beets. So yeah. To answer your question, yes, I'm, I'm finding myself enjoying things that I thought and I probably did not like at the time. Yeah, that that's awesome. Yeah, your gut microbiome change also, right? Because we threw in some <laughs> some variety in there too. What what you shared earlier about being a very simple guy, I'm the same way. Like oatmeal for breakfast, like have some sweet potato and some tofu and some broccoli for lunch. Like that's how I used to be. But as you've, you've experienced, like including some diversity in there, it makes a huge difference for obviously gut microbiome and, and, and for your taste buds too. Um, oh yeah. I, I'm curious, what are the, what are the changes that you've seen in your life since starting and losing the 14 pounds and transitioning to a whole food plant-based diet? I'm curious, like what are, what are the wins that you've been stacking for the past few months? There's a handful. I mean, first of all, I, I kind of look forward to, if I'm ever having a bad night, I'm like, uh, you know, like, I don't know, today didn't feel that productive. I don't feel like I want to go to sleep. I just want to watch Netflix for the rest of the, you know, that kind of thing. I'm able to kind of look forward to my morning workout. And like, mm. that's something that I find really interesting. And I think in the past, I wouldn't have been excited to wake up at 630 and, and hit the gym. But now I like, I crave it, you know? So that, that's a big thing. Um, I've also found myself when I was, when I was, uh, going through the, the, the prior five years of being plant-based, but having no idea what I was doing, I found myself tired a lot, you know, and mm -hmm. sort of low energy and, and never realized why that has completely changed. I feel like I have infinite amount of energy when I need it. And my body is tired when it needs to be. Uh, it just feels like everything's sort of working better within yeah. me. If, if that makes sense. Um, I feel, I feel great. I know for a fact that I'm getting a proper amount of nutrition because I can feel it. You know, mm -hmm. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm trying to find the right word, but I, I don't know. I, I know for a fact that, I'm feeling a lot better than I ever have. So yeah, like if it's I mean, vegan, that, that was basically that was how you're feeling. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, awesome. So, um, have you seen, have you seen the discipline that you've had in this area and the change that you made translate to other areas of your life? Reason why I love fitness and nutrition is because once you start to master your body, there's like a, there's a confidence and level of discipline that comes with it that starts to translate in other areas. So how, have you seen that translate yet? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, one thing I've noticed is those, those cold showers, which I think is the purpose of them is to force yeah. yourself to do them. Right. I mean, you can, yeah. you can speak on that, uh, probably better than me, but, um, I've, I've, I do them every day. So I'm forcing myself to do that, which is 
the purpose. So it's, it's benefiting me. And I find myself pretty disciplined in a lot of ways now, you know, like I have a pretty, like I said, I'm trying to, I'm an aspiring writer. So I'm trying to write samples and, and get my packet together. And I stick to a pretty strict schedule every week of like yeah. writing on certain nights of the week, which is hard to do. Sometimes I'm tired. Sometimes I have, you know, no energy to do it. Uh, it's hard to kind of use your brain sometimes at night, which is when I do it. Um, because I, I, I write with a partner, so it's about, you know, availability on both of our schedules, but yeah, it's hard sometimes to, uh, force yourself to do it when, when you're a little tired, but you know, I'm seeing the progress obviously with this program and I always feel good after, a after I'm done a, a writing session, I feel like, okay, cool. All I needed to do was kind of like sit down and, and start and I, and I won't regret it. Um, mm -hmm. and that, that is probably directly correlated to the, you know, the idea of doing that with this program, just get up and go to the gym or, or get up, go to the kitchen, make those meals during the week. You won't regret it. It's, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate you saying that. I, I definitely want to talk about the cold shower thing because there's a, like a bigger concept behind it. I think I'll, like a lot of people miss it's beneficial for your body, reduce inflammation, right? Moves the lymphatic system, flush out toxins, great for, for skin health. But I think it's your you're stepping into something uncomfortable and you're learning to breathe and be present through something uncomfortable, right? You don't want to step in a cold shower first and you don't want to stay in it. So you're literally going against what your mind wants, which is to get out of there. Um, and what I found to be true through throughout my life is when you go through hard times, a lot of times people will go through hard times, like kind of what I went through a few years ago with my, with my ex-partner or some people have gone through with their partner you, your mind becomes so strong because you're in a moment of stress and survival and you just become this machine at doing hard things. And people are like, how are you able to do this thing? I'm sure you've gone through similar moments in your life, Nick, where you're like, people were like, Nick, how did you do this? How did you like go through this moment? And then you get out of that moment and you just go back to living your normal life. And then another obstacle comes up and you have a hard time dealing with it. Right. And you're like, how am I, how am I having a hard time dealing with this? Like I've, I've done this, like I've dealt through this, but what I found is your ability to do hard shit diminishes the less hard shit you do. So you always have to do hard things to be able to handle hard things. Right. And if you have any aspiration in life of writing, of wanting to become fitter, of wanting to level up in your career, you have to do hard things. And so the cold shower is basically your reminder every day to do hard things because when hard things come, you want to be ready for them. And if you don't do hard things, everything is heated, everything is cushioned, everything is comfortable. Life just nudges you in the shoulder and then you fall on the ground like a soccer player, All right? So like that cold shower is basically your reminder every day to do hard things so that you're prepared when you don't wanna write, but you booked it in and you're gonna meet someone and you have to do it, All right? So that's why the cold showers are there. It's more of a mindset thing than a body thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, honestly, that just motivated me to force myself into those code showers even more because that, I mean, <laughs> that was, that was pretty amazing. Actually. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same thing with your workouts and your meal prep, right? When you don't mm -hmm. want to do it and you do it, the more, let's say you have two circuits in your brain, the more you do the thing that you don't, that you don't want to do, the better you'll become at doing these things and overpowering it. You know, that hump of like, I need to get out of bed, but it's cold and I got to go and work out. And it's that internal debate where you're like half rolling out of bed, half rolling under the blankets. You're like, ah, oh, which one am I going to choose? The more often you choose to get out, the easier it becomes. And then the easier the next thing becomes, that's the next level. So just keep doing hard things and you'll just keep getting better, <laughs> but get uncomfortable. That's basically the important part. You've inspired me even more, Maxim. <laughs> I'm excited to see your ice bath picture in the Fit Vegan Tribe group chat. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Different... Yeah. Have you ever tried one? An ice bath? I I did. I was in I was in a spa about a year ago and I it was just there. So I don't know if I did it right or if I was in there long enough. But I, I did it for a couple minutes and it, it is Oh that's good. It is cold. It is cold. Yeah. But uh, yeah, bad. no, I, I'm I'm definitely down to do it again. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. The, the main part is 
when you get to the point where you're controlling your breath and you can go for an extended period of time, like you're good. Right. And you just don't need to go longer. A big part though, was a lot of those ice baths. And I think it's, uh, are you familiar with Andrew Huberman? I'm, I'm not. Uh, great podcast. If you want to like geek out on science and self-optimization, like great podcast. Um, but basically your layer, your body, uh, creates like a little film of like heat of protection when you're in an ice bath. Right. So it kind of makes it easier for you to stay in it. So you have to move in the water <laughs> basically when you're in the ice bath and that's the hard part. So just an extra layer of difficulty for you. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm excited to try it again. Yeah. So Nick, I want to ask you now going into reverse dieting, having lost 14 pounds, what is the next step? The next challenge for you that you want to accomplish now that you've accomplished this, this first milestone? Well, I think there's a few things, uh, I've noticed, and you probably have too, from the pictures, I feel pretty good about myself, head, chest down. I think there's still a little bit of like body fat I'm trying to focus on and I'd like mm -hmm. to get rid of that. Um, but I already know the, you know, the other thing is, is strength. And I already know I've, I'm probably stronger than I've ever been. And mm -hmm. if not in many years, but probably this is probably the strongest I've ever been in my life. Um, and to sort of keep pushing that, to see what I'm capable of within the next few months, because it's, it's fun. I feel great. You know, I'm there. I feel, I used to be, uh, the dude at the gym who was kind of quietly minding his own business, trying not to be noticed, you know? I kind of mm. semi knew what I was doing, but I just, you know, I didn't want people to look at me and, and judge me and that kind of thing. I feel now like I'm more a part of the, the community there, if that makes sense. Yeah. I feel yeah. like I fit in. I'm no longer the person who is uh, there trying to figure out what to do. I go yeah. there every day knowing what to do and you know, that, that alone has been kind of a cool step. And I want to continue growing that, um, that sort of persona of like someone who has sort of, you know, it's interesting when you go to the gym every day, you start to see all the same people. Those are the yeah. people who are dedicated to it in the, in the way you are. And they're, most of them are in great shape because they're committed yeah. to it. And I've noticed that I'm, I'm becoming a sort of part of that community of like daily exercisers, gym rats. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right word, but, but yeah, so I, I'm, I'm excited to sort of continue and see, uh, you know, see my potential as far as strength goes. Yeah, it's awesome. I love you share that because that's a part that people don't think of when they go to the gym, when they're not used to going to the gym or you're unsure if we're going to the gym. It's a really cool community to be a part of, right? I always like when I go to a new gym, connect with the people at the front desk. Cause when they come in, they're like, Hey, Hey, Maxim, how are you doing? It's great. You walk in and you get, you see the same people that are always there. That sense of community actually drives you to go there because now you're the person that goes every day almost. So you, it kind of becomes a part of your identity and it therefore makes it easier for you to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. There, yeah. there was somebody, uh, there was somebody there the other day who I'd never talked to him before, but he, he recognized me, I guess, from, uh, I mean, I'd seen him around, but I get, you know, he had recognized my progress, I guess. And he made a comment yeah. like, man, you're looking good these days. I'm like, thanks, man. It's nice to meet you. But yeah, you know, it's that kind of community. That's almost like, um, it's, it's encouraging, you know? Yeah. Yeah, every, especially if they show up they, like almost daily or they're there multiple times a week, they're the people that are putting in the work and they are the ones that are more likely to recognize other people doing hard work. So it's definitely a, a good acknowledgement to have. Um, and it's just a great community. The gym is awesome. Everyone's so, so nice. The people that go there daily are nice. The people that show up like twice a week sometimes are, you know, <laughs> sure. every gym has yeah, special yeah. people there. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, well, Nick, I always love to, to ask people this question is if you have Nick from the say six months ago, that's listening to this podcast episode, and that's in the same position that you were in before you got started, they're working out They're They're active, right? They're, they're, they are technically doing the right things. Um, but they don't feel like they're making any progress. Um, 
what is a piece of wisdom that you would share with them now being, you know, on the flip side? It's, it's actually kind of funny that you asked that because I feel like I did ask my future self that question before committing to this. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I really did. I was like, you know, telling myself like you will like six months will come for mm -hmm. like for sure. And you can either have done it or not. But I know that when when I I knew if I hit six months after already considering doing it. And now at this point, um, you know, anyone listening to this podcast that has come all this way to the end, you know, I don't know if this is the end, but uh, 45 minutes in or whatever we are, they're probably on the fence, right? If they haven't, if they're not members of the tribe already. Mm -hmm. um, and I know for a fact, because I told myself this before I started and I'm here now in, in my fifth month. It comes, it comes. So either do it or don't, but I promise you, you will regret not doing it. You'll look back and be like, I could have done it though. It's already been five months and I, I haven't done anything or I'm here, you know, and, and I chose to do it and I feel great. Um, I mean, it's, it's an objectively smart decision for me to do because I knew that it was going to boost my happiness and all that. And it has, and, and, and I know sitting here looking back five months ago to June, if, if I didn't do it, I, I'd be, I'd, I'd be in a worse place. I'd know that I considered it back then, you know, and I, I, uh, I'm just, I'm thankful. So basically what I'm trying to say is if you're considering it that, and you don't do it, the time will come where you look back and, and regret it. And there's no reason not to, if you can, if you can afford it the time commitment isn't really huge. I've learned becomes a part of your time. life. In a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It becomes a part of your life in such a healthy way. And, and it's, it's a blast. The community too is awesome. You know, like I've, I love the, the support of the, the vegan tribe on the app every time. And I don't go on there a whole lot because that's just my, this is me trying to prevent social media, even though it's only sort of a social media. It is, it's a social media, but, um, it's a great one because every time I post a win, which is like, I, even as simple as, Hey, down a pound, or I feel, you know, I feel great today. Uh, did legs for the first time, you know, there's like 20 or 30 people who support that and, and, and give me praise. And it's like, it's so great. I've asked questions on there before and, People answer it's, it's, it's such a good community and you have the, you know, like I, this is me talking to my future self, I guess, like you have the, or talking to past self. I forget exactly the question, but past self <laughs> talking to past self, like you have the, the ability to shape your life into something that now I know will improve your happiness, will improve your energy levels and bring you into a community of people that you never would have been a part of. And at the same time, I mean, this is the, this is the future. I, I believe, I believe this is, this is the future of eating. Hopefully, you know, give mm -hmm. it 10, yeah. 20, 30 years, if we're still here, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I do think like the, the culinary industry is shifting into this direction of, of eating more plant-based foods. And you have the opportunity to, to be at the front of that movement, um, which is cool. Like that alone is cool. Like, why would you turn that down? You know, you know, like, I think this is another thing that like, we know for a fact that vegetables are good because, um, because we're told to only eat vegetables, right? Like, or not only vegetables, sorry, but growing up, we're told to eat our vegetables um, among whatever else is on our plate. Yeah. And y you have built a program that allows you to, allows your, um, your members to thrive exclusively on that one aspect of the plate, the, the part that nobody wants to eat, but the part that everybody knows objectively is a necessity and now you yeah. can eat just that and not only are there delicious and nutritious and fun recipes for it 
you know, there's a whole community based around eating that one part of your plate. And it's, and everybody, everybody who's done it agrees that it's so much better than not. Everybody. I don't know anybody who, um, who, who, who has done this program who, uh, hasn't been thankful that they chose to do it. So that's what I would tell Never my, happened. my past self. Yeah. Yeah. So I love, I love that. Um, so as you were talking about your parents telling you to eat vegetables, I was like the program, everyone's parents technically approves of it. Cause all we're telling you to do is eat your vegetables. So it's parent approved. <laughs> you should, you should definitely eat your, yes. yeah, eat, eat your veggies. Um, no, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, I love that you did that on your own. It's not something that people would normally do to ask their future self. When I have the enough awareness to think of it, like I will do that, but I'm really happy that you did that because you're right. Like how, how fast did five months go? I mean, too fast, you know, I'm looking back. I'm like, man, there is, there's decisions I made during this program that I'm like looking back, like even within the decision to do it, I'm like, oh man, I did have that one cheat meal then. I kind of wish I didn't do that and all that, but everyone in the group and coach Sarah is so supportive of like, um, you know, it's, it's okay. Go for your next win. That's all good. It's, it's so fast. It's so fast. It's been a blast. It's truly been a blast and it has not been, I think like the idea of going into it, um, felt like a bigger step than, than now that I've done five months mm -hmm. looking back, I don't see like this huge shift in my life as far as a commitment goes, like a time commitment or anything. Um, I mean, definitely getting up and going to the gym, like you have to, you have to commit to it, but it, I, I yeah. guess what I'm trying to say is like, it felt like, wow, six months of, of changing my life entirely. It really didn't change my life entirely. It was just kind of like a subtle change that mm. had a huge impact. And I think that's, that's the difference. And because of that, it flew by because it wasn't like this big, stressful, challenging thing to do. It was only a little bit stressful at times. And it was a little bit of a challenge, but positive challenges because the outcomes were so much bigger than the, than the, the initial, uh, challenge itself, if that makes sense. Yeah. Cause for a lot of people, I think you just see it as a, a mountain to climb in one step. Once they commit to the six months, like, I got to climb this whole thing like right now. And then as you do your daily actions and you go through like your non-negotiables on your checklist, you realize that it's really that like, just really small little things compounded over the course of the program. They're like, oh my God, this makes a tremendous difference. And, you know, I'm really proud of you for doing it because a lot of people don't make that commitment towards themselves, right? And for whatever reason, there, there's trauma, there's belief systems that need to be changed. There's a lot of things that, that come into play, but I'm really proud of you for doing the work because ultimately how you're doing things right now, as you can see, is manageable for the rest of your life. It's not sucking up all of your time. You have time for your partner. You have time for writing. And it's going to allow you to have, once you're done, a solid foundation to build upon. Because, you know, you mentioned you want to lose a little bit more, right? From like, from, from your, for your waist and, and down, um, that's going to be so much easier once you're done reverse dieting, right? Cause your metabolism will be sped up. And then from there, if you want to do a cut, you just like slightly remove a little bit of food and your body just starts to drop. It's actually magical how fast you drop weight after reverse diet versus the first fat loss, because like no one comes in really optimized when they start the program, right? Everyone has a history of trying to lose weight and doing different things. So body's all out of whack a little bit, but yeah, once you reverse dieted, you are in prime position for a very easy fat loss after. Yeah. And I, I would say that was probably one of the biggest, uh, motivators of like working with you guys was, was the reverse diet phase. Mm -hmm. I'd never yeah. heard of that. I imagine it's, uh, the, the reverse diet phase felt, I felt unique. I had never heard of it, um, but that was the thing. Cause like, there's so many, there's so many places you can go to like lose weight and, and, yeah. and a lot of them probably aren't sustainable. And the idea that like this program kind of trains your body and your metabolism to sort of sustain itself post the program was, was appealing to me. And now I just started that phase and I'm, I'm sort of really excited to see like what happens. Cause I, from what I understand, I know, 
I'm going to have to start eating more and more uh, over mm-hmm. time. And it's going to be fascinating to see like the work that I've done to my body to watch it handle that amount of food and, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. So I'm just sort of ex- I like it's I'm kind of going in blind. I'm, I'm ex- blind, but with but with you guys. So I'm not blind, but you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. You just never experienced I'm, but I'm, it I'm before. excited. Yes, exactly. I've never gone through it. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting process that um, I probably had already a conversation with your coach about that. But the big part of the people, the big fear that people have going into a reverse diet is the fear that they're going to put the weight back on because we're increasing their food. But the thing, like you probably heard from the podcast and from being in a program for a while now, it's you're gonna we're gonna increase your food while you maintain your weight. So just having full trust that you will sustain your weight. Right? Like I think the worst case we've ever seen is like a pound gain over three months, but we added like a thousand five hundred calories to their food intake. Like it was a pretty like we added a ton of food to their food intake. Um, but the thing is, it also acts as a lean bulk, right? Because we're increasing the amount of energy that's coming in, so your body can recover better, so you can build some more muscle, so your body composition continues to shift as we're increasing your food, as you're maintaining your body fat percentage. That's a pretty, it's a really great feeling, and then at the end, you just feel like Superman. It's just, it's incredible. You feel really good. <laughs> Hell yeah. Good. Exciting. Well, uh, yeah, I'm excited for you, Nick, for, for that reverse diet. And um, man, I just want to say a massive thank you for taking the time to to jump on the podcast. Um, I always like to leave the floor for any words of wisdom or things that you would like to share. We have um, current members that are listening, potential members and new listeners that are, that are listening. Yeah, I mean... Um... I will say this. I've been thinking about food a lot, obviously, recently. And uh, it's it's so interesting because it's like, if, you, if, if done right, like this program trains you to do, you, you know, you could, it could heal you in such a way that gives you like immense strength and happiness and, and set you in the right direction to like really live a fulfilling and liberated life. But if it's done wrong, like you could die, you know, it's, yeah. it's, so it's, it's really like the impact of food is so, so powerful. I've just been thinking about this. Um, and it's so cool that you guys are here to kind of train us to use it properly because it is one of the most important things in the, in the world. Right. Like, Definitely. you know, if, if, if you think about like the pure necessities of life, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's like oxygen, water, food, there's probably sub necessities like, you know, mental health and all that stuff. But I mean, food is pretty top of the, of yeah. the charts there. And, you know, for anyone who is listening to this, who, who doesn't, who's on the fence about joining maybe because, it's a big investment and that kind of thing. That was something that uh, I was asked when I first um, when I first joined. Like, you, you're going to spend, you know. And by the way, it's, there are totally affordable packages you guys offer. But um, mm-hmm. yes, you know, somebody was asking. A few people were asking me, like, "Oh, so you really want to like spend your money this way or that way?" And I'm thinking, like, yeah. I mean, like, I could invest in like learning math or learning the economy, which is important. Don't get me wrong, but like learning how to eat and, and what, how to keep my body in shape felt like the most important thing that for some reason our society kind of like buries a little bit, you know, um, maybe that's corporate, uh, life. I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just the information is out there. That's that's the best piece of advice I, I can have. The information is out there. Maxim and the Fit Vegan team have it, and they're willing to share it. So commit. This is the place to be. Um, I don't think that there's a single person on the podcast that I've listened to or a single person in the group currently in the tribe or past tribe members who regretted it. Actually, I have a shout out to make because when I was first uh, looking into your program, um, I, I, I didn't quite know if it was right for me. So I, 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 uh, I found a few people on, online, kind of stalked them uh, from your Instagram page and found their Instagram page and reached out to both of them. So Darcy and James. 
uh both of oh, which james yeah do you, uh uk yeah, james? james james anderson smith uh, uh james Dar- awesome yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and and darcy I, I forget his last name but both yeah, of darcy- them were really encouraging me or encouraging yeah. of me and um yeah, they. I, I was asking them all about it. Both of them said best time of their life. They miss it, and they they encouraged me to do it, telling me I'd feel the same way. I'm five months in, I'm in the five, fifth month, and I I totally agree. They were right. So thank you guys. You told me to hit you up uh, when I finished the program, but I'm here now, thanking you on the podcast. Uh, if you listen to this. Because you guys encouraged, were one step in in helping me uh, change my life forever. So thank you guys, I really appreciate it. That makes me really happy. Um, so I actually know Darcy really well outside of the program now because of it. And James is actually back for a tune-up. So James is starting in like one or two weeks back in the program. So you'll be able to thank him in person because he's going to be in the tribe. Nice. Okay, I'll, I will have to do that. Yeah, well, and I'll tell, announce tell it once Darcy it starts. I say what up. I will, I will, I will. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, Nick, again, I might just say massive thank you for the words of wisdom, for taking the time to jump on the podcast. Um, thank you for you know just being so authentic and, and real with your story. I know that it connected with people that, that were listening. Um, you have an incredible story. And I just want to say I'm really proud of you for taking this decision and actually committing to it, right? It, it's a big thing to to want to do it, but to actually take the actions and to show up, right? 99% of the time, I'm saying it's not perfect. I'm not perfect all the way through, but to show up the majority of the time and, and to do the work, like that's really impressive, right? And that's why you got the results that you got. That's why you're going to continue to get amazing results. So I just want to say a, a massive congrats. Thank you. That, that means a lot coming from you. Yeah. And um, just want to say for the people that are listening, if you do want some more info, there's a link down below in the show notes where you can book your free consultation call and then potentially see if the program would be a good fit for you. And I'll say, uh, have an amazing night, everyone. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode and would like to support, please share it with others that would benefit from it. Share it on social media and be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at Maxim underscore official and on YouTube at FitVegan. The links will also be in the show notes. I'll see you in the next episode.